Chapter 6 A block past all flesh, of Glen pauses, as if hesitant about which way to go. We have a choice. We could go straight back, or we could walk the long way around. We already know which way we will take, because we always take it. I'd like to pass by the church, says of Glen, as if piously. All right, I say, though I know as well as she does what she's really after. We walk, sedately. The sun is out. In the sky there are white fluffy clouds, the kind that look like headless sheep. Given our wings, our blinkers, it's hard to look up, hard to get the full view of the sky, of anything. But we can do it, a little at a time. A quick move of the head, up and down, to the side and back. We have learned to see the world in gasps. To the right, if you could walk along, there's a street that would take you down towards the river. There's a boathouse where they kept the skulls once and some bridges, trees, green banks, where you could sit and watch the water, and the young men with their naked arms, their oars lifting into the sunlight as they played at winning. On the way to the river are the old dormitories, used for something else now, with their fairy tale turrets, painted white and gold and blue. When we think of the past, it's the beautiful things we pick out. We want to believe it was all like that. The football stadium is that way, too, where they hold the men's salvagings, as well as the football games. They still have those. I don't go to the river anymore, or over bridges, or on the subway, although there's a station right there. We're not allowed on. There are guardians now. There's no official reason for us to go down those steps, ride on the trains under the river into the main city. Why would we want to go from here to there? We would be up to no good, and they would know it. The church is a small one, one of the first erected here hundreds of years ago. It isn't used anymore, except as a museum. Inside it you can see paintings of women in long, somber dresses, their hair covered by white caps, and of upright men, darkly clothed and unsmiling. Our ancestors. Admission is free. We don't go in, though, but stand on the path, looking at the churchyard. The old gravestones are still there, weathered, eroding with their skulls and crossed bones. Memento mori. Their dough-faced angels, their winged hourglasses to remind us of the passing of mortal time, and from a later century their urns and willow trees for mourning. They haven't fiddled with the gravestones or the church either. It's only the more recent history that offends them. Of Glenn's head is bowed, as if she's praying. She does this every time. Maybe I think there's someone, someone in particular gone for her too. A man, a child. But I can't entirely believe it. I think of her as a woman for whom every act is done for show, is acting rather than a real act. She does such things to look good, I think. She's out to make the best of it. But that is what I must look like to her as well. How can it be otherwise? Now we turn our backs on the church, and there is the thing we've in truth come to see. The wall. The wall is hundreds of years old, too, or over a hundred at least. Like the sidewalks, it's red brick and must have once been plain but handsome. 
Now the gates have sentries, and there are ugly new floodlights mounted on metal posts above it and barbed wire along the bottom and broken glass set in concrete along the top. No one goes through those gates willingly. The precautions are for those trying to get out, though to make it even as far as the wall from the inside, past the electronic alarm system would be next to impossible. Beside the main gateway, there are six more bodies hanging by the necks, their hands tied in front of them, their heads in white bags tipped sideways onto their shoulders. There must have been a men salvaging early this morning. I didn't hear the bells. Perhaps I've become used to them. We stop, together as if on signal, and stand and look at the bodies. It doesn't matter if we look. We're supposed to look. This is what they're there for, hanging on the wall. Sometimes they'll be there for days, until there's a new batch, so as many people as possible will have the chance to see them. What they are hanging from is hooks. The hooks have been set into the brickwork of the wall for this purpose. Not all of them are occupied. The hooks look like appliances for the armless, or steel question marks, upside down and sideways. It's the bags over the heads that are the worst, worse than the faces themselves would be. It makes the men look like dolls on which the faces have not yet been painted, like scarecrows, which, in a way, is what they are, since they are meant to scare. Or as if their heads are sacks, stuffed with some undifferentiated material like flour or dough. It's the obvious heaviness of the heads, their vacancy, the way gravity pulls them down and there's no life anymore to hold them up. The heads are zeros. Though if you look and look, as we are doing, you can see the outlines of the features under the white cloth, like gray shadows. The heads are the heads of snowmen, with the coal eyes and the carrot noses fallen out. The heads are melting. But on one bag there's blood, which has seeped through the white cloth, where the mouth must have been. It makes another mouth, a small red one, like the mouths painted with thick brushes by kindergarten children. A child's idea of a smile. This smile of blood is what fixes the attention, finally. These are not snowmen, after all. The men wear white coats, like those worn by doctors or scientists. Doctors and scientists aren't the only ones. There are others, but they must have had a run on them this morning. Each has a placard hung around his neck to show why he has been executed. A drawing of a human fetus. They were doctors, then, in the time before when such things were legal. Angel makers, they used to call them. Or was that something else? They've been turned up now by the searches through hospital records, or more likely, since most hospitals destroyed such records once it became clear what was going to happen, by informants. Ex-nurses, perhaps, or a pair of them, since evidence from a single woman is no longer admissible, or another doctor, hoping to save his own skin, or someone already accused, lashing out at an enemy, or at random, in some desperate bid for safety though informants are not always pardoned. These men, we've been told, are like war criminals. It's no excuse that what they did was legal at the time. Their crimes are retroactive. They have committed atrocities and must be made into examples for the rest, though this is hardly needed.
No woman in her right mind these days would seek to prevent a birth, should she be so lucky as to conceive. What we are supposed to feel towards these bodies is hatred and scorn. This isn't what I feel. These bodies hanging on the wall are time travelers, anachronisms. They've come here from the past. What I feel towards them is blankness. What I feel is that I must not feel. What I feel is partly relief, because none of these men is Luke. Luke wasn't a doctor. Isn't. I look at the one red smile. The red of the smile is the same as the red of the tulips in Serena Joy's garden, towards the base of the flowers where they are beginning to heal. The red is the same, but there is no connection. The tulips are not tulips of blood. The red smiles are not flowers. Neither thing makes a comment on the other. The tulip is not a reason for disbelief in the hanged man or vice versa. Each thing is valid and really there. It is through a field of such valid objects that I must pick my way every day and in every way. I put a lot of effort into making such distinctions. I need to make them. I need to be very clear in my own mind. I feel a tremor in the woman beside me. Is she crying? In what way could it make her look good? I can't afford to know. My own hands are clenched, I note, tight around the handle of my basket. I won't give anything away. Ordinary, said Aunt Lydia, is what you're used to. This may not seem ordinary to you now, but after a time it will. It will become ordinary. Ordinary.